You know, I was trying to think of who the primary audience would be for this episode for this podcast. And I think I think that if you are the type of person that maybe you uh, have gone to church in the past, but don't go to church anymore, and maybe you don't go to church because someone there did something or said something to make you want to leave, I think I think this episode is especially especially for you. So keep listening. Welcome to my take. Well, it's not my take. It's Miguel Crespo's take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to my take. Pastor Crespo here. My take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you for being a part of the my take family. You know, we have uh, an email address, mytakemc at gmail.com. If you have a prayer request, if you have something going on in your life and you need help from someone stronger, smarter, uh, more knowledgeable, more, more capable than you, well, I, I know someone. <laughs> His name is Jesus. Tell you what, send us your request. We'll make it a, a, a personal prayer on your behalf and uh, see see what God can do. God doesn't just hear. God does. And when we pray is when we find that out. Also, I want to let you know about the website, mytakemc.onpodium.co. You can go there and uh, have access to, to certain things. You can be able to communicate with me. You can see all of the different podcasts, that uh, the episodes that are out. And so check it out, mytakemc.onpodium.co. All right, let, let's get into the podcast today. I want to share with you a story. And and as I said, this story is for you. If you are a person that for some reason has stopped going to church or or for some reason you got some type of an issue with somebody in church, maybe it's a maybe it's a pastor, maybe it's somebody else. Someone did something or said something to make you leave. You know, well, first of all, I'm, I'm, let me get let me cut right to it. In this day and age, the only safe place is uh, in church. This world's going crazy, and and the closer to God that you can get, the better. But but let, let me share this story with you, and it might not make sense at first why I'm sharing this story, but I hope by the end of the podcast it will. All right, this is uh, from, where is this from? Associated Press, I think. Yeah, Associated Press. A Colorado funeral homeowner, or two, uh, sorry, Colorado funeral homeowners arrested following the discovery of 190 decaying bodies. Oh, oh, that's that's just wrong on so many levels. Let, let me let me um let me read part of this article. The owners of a Colorado funeral home were arrested Wednesday after nearly 200 decaying corpses were found improperly stored at their facility. John and Carrie Halford, owners of the Return to Nature Funeral Home, were arrested on four felony charges including abuse of a corpse, theft, money laundering, forgery, uh, and, and there's some more charges that are pending, apparently, according to statements from the district attorney there. The pair were taken into custody without incident in Wagner, Oklahoma, and they're both set, it looks like, uh, bond is set for them at $2 million. All right, so so what happened? So it looks like, according to the news article, that... Uh, well, let me say that they are they have not yet released the full details of what they found and probably because they're trying to build a case. But one of the reasons as well is that when they had their news press, their news conference there, they said that the details were so 
uh, horrific that they are waiting until another time to share it. Uh, this is this is just crazy. Uh, apparently, someone called the police and complained because in one of their buildings, a horrific stench was coming from the building. And, well, the, when they went to investigate, they found over, uh, I think it was 190, 190 bodies of people that had died and were being improperly stored there. Now, uh, this funeral home, as I was reading, it's a type of funeral home that does um, natural burials. Uh, what do I mean by that? Well, if you've ever been to a, a funeral, you know that, you know, they have, unfortunately, if you've ever had to go through the process of getting a casket and all that, in the United States anyways, they make you buy, obviously, a casket, but then they make you buy a, um, the the it's, I don't know if it's metal or stone, but it's it's a vault almost. And so the casket goes into the vault and the lid is put on the vault. And that has to do to preserve the the remains. It also, you know, you don't want these decomposing uh, people, uh, things leaching into the ground. And so it's it's done to be environmentally. And I think it's also just for your own peace of mind when you bury a loved one. So it's supposed to be humane and environmentally friendly, but they have a lot of rules when a person passes in terms of how you handle their body, what you do with them. And and I I mean, I guess I'd read stuff like this in the past, and maybe you have as well, where there are places sometimes, you know, when a person passes, when a person dies, there is, if you go to a funeral home, there is a certain way in which they treat you. You know, they treat you with respect. Often these funeral homes and their and their employees, they know you're going through a difficult time. So they tend to be very caring, very gentle, and they handle your your dead loved ones with care. But then there are some places. There are some places that for one reason or another, they're looking to make a quick buck and they mishandle bodies. They they don't dispose of the bodies properly because of the tremendous cost. And so they're cutting corners to make money. Well, uh, eventually, here here's the thing. I mean, eventually you're going to get caught. It, it You know, crime does not pay. And in the funeral home business, it's it it's even worse because you're desecrating the body of a of a loved one. And that is just, you know, I, I, I this is what has been alleged against them. We'll see how the courts play out. But I was reading the story and I was thinking of another story of another funeral home. It, this was a place that was cremating corpses. You know, when someone passes, they would cremate them and their their furnace broke down and they did not repair it. So rather than cremate the bodies, they were storing the bodies and giving fake remains to the people that brought the bodies in. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get that. Uh, there should be a special place in prison for people that do kind of, that kind of thing. But I, I was reading this story and, and so I was thinking about, about this and do I use this in the podcast? What, what possible relevance could this have to do with something that has to do with scripture and the Bible? And, and, uh, I, I, I want to share something with you today. And, and I'm going to say that this is a little bit more introspective. And what I mean by that is this, is that typically the purpose of this podcast is to reach people who are not uh, religious churchgoers. Uh, that's kind of a play on words, but I hope you know what I mean. It's like, you know, you, 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 could, be a, you could be a churchgoer, of course. You know, we, we, I'm glad that you're a part of the podcast family. 
But this is also an attempt to reach people that don't know the Bible very well, an attempt to reach people that, you know, hey, you know, you want to learn about God, but you don't really, you're not, you're not at that place yet where you're going to, where you've made that decision to be completely 100% in on Jesus. This podcast is for you. But this episode here, I, I think it, it, maybe it's for both people that are, that have made their decision and are faithful to God and people who still are in that, in that valley. Because, you know, I think of people, I think of people that I know that don't go to church. I think of people right now that don't go to church, and when you talk to them, often you hear things like, well, so-and-so offended me, or so-and-so hurt me, or, or, or this person did this, this person did that. You know, there, there are some pretty mean people in church. But this story reminded me of something, and, and I want to share it with you, and I'm hoping that it'll help maybe understand that, that where some of these people are coming from who are like that. Because it is true, there are some people, you know, um, well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to leave that one alone. We're going to keep going. Uh, all right, let me, let me tell you what I'm thinking about here. I, I'm, reminded, I'm reminded of a sermon that Jesus himself gave. Yes, that's right. Jesus shared a sermon one time, and it's recorded in Matthew chapter 23. Now, when Jesus begins his sermon, he's, he's talking, the Bible says in Matthew 23 that he's talking to the multitudes. In other words, he begins to preach and everybody comes, they want to hear his words because he's such an amazing teacher. And no matter who he's talking to, he always has a lesson for someone. And of course, this is God. And, and, and God's wisdom, God's words. I mean, who wouldn't want to listen to God speak? But Jesus starts out the sermon. He starts talking about the scribes and the Pharisees. Now, if you don't know who they are, the scribes and the Pharisees were the religious leaders of the day. They were, they were religious leaders. They were political leaders, but they, they were kind of leaders. You know, they were leaders in Israel. They were the people that the people in the synagogue would look up to and respect. But here's the thing. Jesus had some very... He had some very sobering statements that he made. He said some things about the scribes and the Pharisees that were that were kind of rough, but but I think they're relevant for this podcast. Let, let me let me share with you some of the things that he says. He begins in Matthew 23 with just talking about the scribes and the Pharisees, right? But this is this is what he says. You know, people so people are looking up to these guys as these religious leaders and and typically we we will give them respect because you know, those guys were at that time in the in that day the religious leaders would have been probably the most educated people of their community, the most educated, the most well-read. They had to learn uh, scripture by memory. I mean, there was a, they just were looked at as as a cut above the average person in their community. But Jesus said some things that were really, really rough. For example, in verse four, he says, talking about the scribes and the Pharisees, he says, they tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear. They lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. Now, he wasn't talking about a physical burden. He was talking about that the scribes and the Pharisees were making up rules, laws, religious rules, and making the people feel like you had to do this, you had to do that. And if you didn't, you had the wrath of God that would come on you. But then he says, they wouldn't even move them with a finger, meaning that they were telling people what to do, but they weren't doing it themselves. What, what, what do we call people like that? What do we call someone that, that is saying one thing but doing another? Uh, it starts with an H. Yep, there you go, hypocrite. That's right. Okay, 
But Jesus continues, and it continues in verse 14. I want to share this verse with you. It's a, if you're on Spotify, you can see the video. If you're on uh, Apple Podcasts or some of these other ones, you, you have to just take my word for it or look it up, which, which I encourage. But in Matthew 23, verse 14, Jesus says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you devour widows' houses, and for pretense make long prayers. Therefore you shall receive the greater condemnation. So what was Jesus' complaint against these scribes and these Pharisees? How are they devouring widows' houses? This, this was talking about how they were taking advantage of widows and taking their money. That's right. They were taking the money of, of, of widows. In those days, if a woman died—I'm sorry, if a man died and left the wife a widow, uh, if she didn't have a lot of children— then she would be in a very serious situation when it came to her own well-being and health and, and her future. I mean, it, there's a very high likelihood in those days, if someone was left a widow, that they would be left poor, that they would be left homeless, uh, that they would have nothing. And so he's saying, you guys are even taking advantage of the widows. You're fleecing the widows. Now, he, here's a balance, right? Because the truth is that in order to—the the church does not exist to be a club. The church doesn't exist for people to come and hang out and feel good and then go home. No, the church exists to, to share the message of Jesus, to share the gospel. And, and the work of sharing the gospel, of ministry, it does, ta it does take money. And God calls us to support the work. But here's, here's the problem that he's putting on these leaders, is that they were taking advantage. They were abusing this. They were fleecing people out of their money, and they were taking advantage of the least in their community, which made it even worse, which that's why he says, you shall receive the greater damnation, the greater condemnation. Uh, so here he accuses them of hip hypocrisy. He's accusing the religious leaders of hypocrisy. He's accusing the religious leaders of greed, of, greed, of being dishonest. These were people leading the church. I mean, what would they be the equivalent of today? What would a scribe and a Pharisee be the equivalent of today? Hmm. You might say pastor, but that's not necessarily true. Probably would be a, a priest. But but let, let's just let's just throw pastors in there, because uh, although although I'm a pastor and uh, the pastors that I know are are are, are godly men. Uh, but did you know we, we hear about some of these guys sometimes? So we can throw pastors in there, but in a modern day, scribe or Pharisee would be anybody in the church who's a leader. That's right, whether you're a deacon or a deaconess or or an elder or a church clerk or whoever. This this would be the equivalent. He's accusing that group back then of hypocrisy, of greed, of being dishonest. Oh, um, but he's not done yet. <laughs> Okay, in verse 23 of Matthew 23, Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, faithfulness. These ought to have done, these you ought to have done without neglecting the others. So here's another thing that God, that Jesus is saying that the scribes and Pharisees are guilty of is that they 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 were tithing and and tithing is a biblical principle where uh, and this was how the work and the support of the church happened that ten percent of what God gave them they would return back to the to the synagogue to be able to support the priesthood and the different things that they did 
And uh, but he was saying this: you're even tithing of your the little herbs that grow in your garden. They were even tithing that. So so they were so meticulous and making sure that they were giving God their ten percent. But he said, but the things that are weightier, the things that are more important, like justice, like mercy, like faithfulness. How is it possible that someone could be faithful in their tithing, but then not be faithful to their spouse? Or how can they be faithful and even, I, I, got, I just got 10 carrots out of my garden. I got to give one to the synagogue. Uh, if they were that specific, that strict, if they could be that way in one part of their lives, but I'm not showing mercy to anybody. You do me wrong, I'm going to cut you. If I, if I catch you, I'm going to kill you. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a contrast. And you might think I'm crazy, but this is what it is. In one part of their life, super faithful. In another life, I'm not giving justice. No, I'm not doing justice to anybody. I'm doing justice to me. I'm not showing mercy to anybody. If you do me wrong, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to hurt you. Oh, man, those people, that's rough. We don't have people like that today, do we? You haven't met anyone like that today, have you? Ooh, mercy. Okay, here's here. Now, like, I'm, I want to tie this to the story now, the story of the funeral home. In this next verse, this is where the tie is. In Matthew 23, verse 27, Jesus continuing to these leaders, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. That's right. Jesus in giving this sermon, is talking about the religious leaders of the church. And he says, you guys are guilty of hypocrisy, of greed, of dishonesty. You guys are, you're like, you're like a, a, one of our graves back then, that the graves would, the, 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 say the entrance to the tomb might be beautiful and they might clean it and, and wash it and make it look nice, white, and clean. So it looks like a beautiful thing. But what's behind, what's behind that wall? Nothing but dead men's bones, nothing but death. Now, why am I sharing this with you? Well, it's simple. I want to talk today to someone who has left the church. I want to talk to someone today who is thinking of leaving the church. I want to talk to someone today who is angry because the church did them, the quote-unquote church, did them wrong. I want to talk to someone who feels like the religious leaders are the worst example of what it means to be a Christian. Here, I got some news for you. You may think that, the, that they need to leave the church. And I have to tell you that there have been times when I've run into people like that where I've thought the same thing. But this story and the sermon of Jesus remind me that those people who are full of dead men's bones, they're exactly where they're supposed to be. Because only Jesus can bring life to dead men's bones. Only Jesus can bring life in death. Yes, you know what? Uh, it is a horrible thing when someone is acting like they're all holy and pious, but behind the veil, they're nasty, they're wicked, uh, they, they, they're just, they're hurtful. But you know, uh, and of course we can take this too far. I mean, there are some people that should not be any, anywhere near church, but, but there are people sometimes that think they're doing good when they're really doing bad. There are times where people think they're standing up for God, but what they're doing is they are the stumbling block. They are the gate to keep people from coming to God. 
But you got to understand that you can't let that make you walk away from God. Because those very people, despite their position, despite who they are, they need Jesus too. And you need Jesus too. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense if you're dying of thirst. If you're dying of thirst to say, I refuse to go to the river to drink water because they're just some nasty people drinking at the river as well. They're mean. I don't want to have nothing to do with the people. So I'll just die of thirst. Right? That doesn't make sense. Yes, um, there are some people that are full of dead men's bones. You know what that means? It means that, that they're dead inside. But I only know of one person that can bring life into death. I only know of one person that can bring light into darkness. And that's Jesus. You know, rather than be angry at people, especially those who are in leadership in church, maybe you should pray for them. Pray for them. And don't let their behavior make you stay away from church. Do not let the the bad behavior of someone who claims to be a Christian cause you to turn away from Christ. Jesus is your example, not them. Keep your eye on Jesus. Keep your eye on Jesus. Your life will never be the same. And let Jesus worry about all those people with the dead men bones and those with stinky attitudes and, you know, they, they, think, they're, they think that they're going to heaven and you're not. That, that's fine. Don't worry about that. Just keep your eye on Jesus. Everything will be all right. That's my take. And that's inspiration to go.